up, guys? I just watched Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier 3. It was an awesome fight, and here's what I thought. Right back down, but you love me back to solid ground. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ensign Inouye. I'm here with uh, my buddy James, and we're going to, we kind of thought about discussing something that, you know, was the highlight of my week. Okay, so we're here to talk about the, the big fight that happened today, earlier today. Uh, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier 3. So, let's jump into what we thought. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so first off, where did you watch it? Like, what's, what's the, where are you watching it to? Yeah, so I was watching it on, uh, it was kind of interesting because in, it's in Japan here, we don't have ESPN Plus. Okay. So in Japan, uh, we just watch it on uh, the Fight Pass. So I have a Fight Pass account, nice. and I just subscribed to, you know, I just ordered the pay-per-view, and um, got to watch it live. Yeah. yeah. Did, did, did you watch it? Where did you watch it? I watched it in the early hours of the morning. <laughs> Ooh, what time was it there? So I had watched it after it finished, but I kept my phone off just to like avoid all the spoilers. Um, so I think I watched it about 8 a.m. But normally, like when they go live in the octagon, it's like like the main event time was probably like about 5 a.m. So it's a bit of a killer to sort of stay up for the whole card. I mean, some friends have done it in the past, but it's got to be like a really good card to keep you awake for till like 5, 6 a.m. So <laughs> for me, for me, um. The fight prelims, fight pass prelims started at 7 a.m. Wow, okay. <laughs> I was already up, so I watched that, and then I watched the prelims, and then I think about 11 or 10 or 11, the main card started. Yeah. It's... And then I watched the whole thing, man, here in Japan. It was pretty awesome. I freaking enjoyed it. Bad, bad day for weather. It's pouring rain, but it didn't matter because I was sitting in the house watching the fights. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like it's it's raining here as well, and there's nothing better when you've got a good, a decent fight card. So sort of just sit back and relax. But for me, before, it's, before we before yeah. we even start, I was thinking, who, who before the fight, who did you think was going to win? <laughs> so officially, uh, I did pick Poirier, but uh, if I'm honest, I was I was hoping for McGregor because. He is from my side of the world, so <laughs> there's a little bit of allegiance there, you know, like UK and Ireland, we go kind of hand in hand. He's, you know, one of the biggest sports we've ever had from this side of the world, so, uh, you know, one of the biggest stars. So it was, uh, I'm always rooting a little bit for McGregor, but um, I know his antics don't always please everybody. So how about yourself? I thought, when I first heard of the rematch, I thought, um, I thought Poirier. Mm-hmm. And then as I watched the replays of the first fight, I noticed that uh, he did hurt um, Poirier right before he got knocked out. And, you know, the leg, the, of course, the calf kicks was a big uh, issue. Yeah. And Conor McGregor, as you know, every time on his rematches, he makes a huge adjustment, comes out in a whole different style what he did with Nate Diaz. You know, so, you know, I was saying, okay, wait, I think Poirier, but... Conor McGregor, you can't ever count him out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then during the build-up, when I was watching the build-up, the intensity that he had—I mean, not the shit talking, but the mm-hmm. intensity in his eyes and the, his body—you know—he was angry. Yeah. I thought, man, dude, we're gonna see a different Conor. So for, for some reason, I thought first, second round, Conor is gonna knock out Poirier. Yeah. And 
that's how I, I swayed into that. I, in a way, um, Par is, I mean, Par is a, the, a warrior, a gentleman, everything. I mean, you you have all the reasons to cheer for the guy. But I don't know, as a fan's point of view, I was kind of interested in having Connor win because that excitement, you know, of him talking shit, and then, <laughs> you know, he had a little confrontation with Dos Anjos in the back. Right. So, you know, if he loses, I, I was worried, worried about, you know, if he loses, what is the interest in that fight going to be? What's the interest in the, the rematch with Nate Diaz is going to be? Mm-hmm. So if he won, I kept I felt the hype was going to be huge, and you know, like almost like how he went and beat, beat Aldo, and then he beat um, Alvarez, and you know how that, that hype train just just snowballed to a huge snowball. So I'm kind of worried about that, and you know, um, the outcome didn't affect it because the way he lost, mm-hmm. and you know, he's a he's a master in a creating controversies yeah and he's screaming out doctor stop it's doctor stop it, you know, that kind of stuff so it's like for me it was okay good i wanted Corey to win because he's a good guy and i love the mm-hmm. guy but i didn't want the hype train to stop i wanted that excitement with connor mm-hmm. but it looks like we got the best of both worlds you know yeah true right good, uh, good guy won and and you know the hype train is still going because dana's actually wants a, a rematch yeah i was surprised i guess it kind of depends on the surprised. The injury, though, right? Like, I mean, you'd probably have a better idea than me. Like, do you think that would that sort of thing would require quite a lot of time out? Do you think to really? Yeah, I, it's. I think it's a. It looks like it's a broken bone. Mm. The way the way it folded, I think it folded a little bit above the ankle, sort of tibula. I think maybe. Mm-hmm. Not sure. So I mean, as you know, you know, um, Weidman went through that. Anderson Silva went through that. You know. That type of breaks take a while to uh, come back. You know, Weidman's finally. Weidman's actually making a pretty fast recovery, so I think he's already walking on it pretty good. So, really? wow. you know, depends on the person. You know, it depends on the break, and I guess depends mm-hmm. on your age and your recovery speed. Yeah, it, it did look nasty though when he when he landed on that. It was a real cringe moment. But I mean, uh, how do you feel if the, if he hadn't have had the break? And let's just say the the round, you know, it ended on that round, and then they went to round two. Do you do you think the the outcome could have been different? No. Uh, the first <clears throat> the first minute of the fight, Carter had a good game going. He's hitting him with the low legs, staying away from the strikes, and I think you know Poirier was just um, sizing him up, watching the distance, timing the low kicks. You know, came back with a couple of his own. And the first minute, I thought, "Damn, Connor's got a good game, man. He's gonna—I think he's gonna hurt Pori on his own game." Mm-hmm. And then, as soon as you you're thinking that, "Ooh, he just hurt him on the leg. He just hurt him on the leg," you know, Pori comes in with a—you know—I guess he he just timed his punches, started hitting him with punches. He caught him with a little bit of a punch. He uh, Connor backed up, and then I think Pori caught him with a two-three combination. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you know Connor went in for a clinch. And as you know, you know, Connor's not a grappler. I mean, I'm sure he knows how to grapple, but Poirier's like total jiu-jitsu. And the fact that he grappled with, I went to grab Poirier instead of staying away, he he must have been getting overwhelmed in the, the standing exchange. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know Poirier has the edge on the ground. It, coming from, yeah. from your side of things, it, you know, Obviously, we're talking a long time ago, but was that really a big part of the game, sort of psyching out your opponents from, you know, before the bell sort of rang, really, the, you know, things like the stare downs, 
stuff like that. Did that did that play a part in your career? Do you think, or is that something that sort of evolved later down the line? I think it, I think it evolved later. Mm-hmm. I think in my day, very few fighters did that. I didn't definitely do it. I I did have that notion of I'm gonna it's, it's either kill or be killed. So with that, you know, intensity and that belief, mm-hmm. I mean, thinking that this guy is here to try to kill you. There's a there's a real intense stare. There's a real intense energy. Mm-hmm. And when you when you look at him across the ring, you're not looking at him as a friend. You're not thinking of shaking hands. You're looking at you're literally looking at this is the guy who's going to try and kill me today. So that that stare, that intensity, it, it might look like we're trying to intimidate each other, or look like I was intimidating my fighter, but I was not trying to intimidate him. I was actually looking over at the guy that's going to try and kill me today. Mm-hmm. And there I mean, was there was no there was no um. Intimidation techniques. They're like Connor talks about his wife, and you know mm-hmm. Connor, you know, says all these things. I'm going to murder you, and you know that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. that, I think that's that's all a part of that that um, that hype game that he's trying to psych um, Poirier out, get him angry, and get him out of his game. And I suppose to put it into context, when when you were fighting back then, it was so such a new sport, and you know that that. People didn't really know what was going to happen. The rules were so so much less as well. The game hadn't really evolved as much. So the thought of, you know, I could potentially die in that ring was way more true than it is now, obviously, you know, compared to all the sort of commissions and things that are in place now, uh, you know, I could see why you'd, why you'd have that feeling. That was a, a big part of your fights, right? That sort of attitude to going in. I know you used to, used to write the letters as well, right? Yeah, well... Back in that day, the sport was very um, new. Mm-hmm. It was not understood. So, you know, half the people called it human cockfighting. Half the people thought it was crazy. You know, and because there was so 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 little knowledge on the sport and how dangerous it was, there was that element of of wow, you're it's not a sport. It's a it's a it's a fight. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a sport. You know, so there was that different intensity. I think. Mm-hmm. In, in the fighters of the day, you know, the OGs of uh, MMA. So, you know, in, in this day and age now, it's just more of a sport. So, you know, I don't agree with the way Connor talks about religion and family. Mm-hmm. And I think, I believe he does go a little bit overboard. But, you know, bottom line is you're going to try and knock out the guy, you know. I mean... For, for for me, myself, if I was in that situation, the guy was talking that kind of shit, the fact that we're going to try and knock each other's head off, it doesn't matter what he says. It really doesn't matter. I mean, bad taste, yes, but I don't think it would bother me. Like, it bothers some of these fighters or, or some of the fans say that it's it's bad taste and it's disrespectful and, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He said something about Poirier's wife is direct messaging him. Mm-hmm. It's like, some people may get angry and say, "Oh, you're saying that Corey's wife is a, you know, is a is a player." But come on, you, you, I mean, is, any, anybody would know that that's bullshit. Yeah, he's trying to piss them off, you know. So it's uh it's that type of game he plays. You know, I don't agree with it, but you know what, man, it, it does hype it up. It mm-hmm. does get, you know, some people get it gets some people to hate him and want him to get his ass kicked. Yeah. If you're cheering for Connor, if you want his ass to get kicked, you're still tuning in and being paying the pay-per-view. So what he's doing is working. Yeah, right. And yeah, he's had, like you said, he's had a lot of success in the past just by 
you know, getting in their heads. But a uh, couple other things on the, the UFC card, I just wanted to touch on you just because uh, be interesting to see what your thoughts are. The obviously Sean O'Malley is uh, you know one of the rising stars of the UFC, um, and he took uh, he had the fight with uh, Mutino, I think it is, who's you know a bit of a star on a regional base, but not you know not really well known at all. Um, and O'Malley was like a huge favorite to win that fight. I'm yeah. curious to know what you thought of that performance, though, by Mutino, because the amount of punishment he took, he kept coming and kept coming, and I think, a, you know, a lot of other fighters might have crumbled with some of those shots, but what what was your impressions of that fight? Yo, oh, yeah, that guy was, what was his, what's his name? Uh, Mutino, I think. Mutino, yeah, yeah, Mutino was tough, man. Mm. I mean, I think he was actually flustering uh, O'Malley. Mm-hmm. At times, you know, I think in round one, you could you saw, I saw O'Malley check the clock like two or three times, and you the fighter usually doesn't check the clock unless he's worried about how long more he has in the round, mm. and you're the fighter's not usually worried about how long he has in the round unless he's, you know, maybe getting tired. So he didn't Sean O'Malley didn't show it in the fight, but the fact that he's checking the you know checking the the clock, he's uh, nailing this guy with. Almost everything he threw, but he just kept coming forward, and you know that that really um, that really will play a psychological game on on, on you if you're doing that. And the, you're hitting the guy, hitting the guy, and he keeps coming forward. You know that kind of that kind of style. You know you can you can you can break a lot of fighters with that toughness. Yeah, it was a hell of a debut for him, though. I think uh, at least just from that performance alone, he should get another fight in the UFC just to really sort of yeah. show him where it is. But you know, the thing, the thing too that ran through my head was, man, he did that for three rounds, and there was yeah. only 30 seconds left. Yeah, and it and O'Malley has, you know, he's knocked out guys like Eddie Wineland. Um, so he, he's, yeah. he's got yeah, the he's power in his hands. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that guy, that, it's really tough. I'm just going to see uh, if any other sort of thoughts. I saw you tweet about the Brad Tavares decision, which uh, <laughs> was a bit of a weird one, right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm also biased because Brad's a good friend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I love the guys at um, Extreme Couture. We went and trained there. Uh, I, I, I'm, kind of, I'm considering them as probably going to be sure she's a fight team. Great. So, you know, I have a little bias on that too, but Damn, he 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 um he got caught in the first round, yeah. But the second, third round, he won outright Easy. and almost finished him in the third round. Mm-hmm. I mean, he almost, I mean, Brad almost knocked him out in the third round. I thought he was going to actually finish the fight in the third round. So yeah. amazing, man. When you when you it's so scary yeah, when you hear that split decision, man. It's like yeah. what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I get credit to Brad though. Like he's now um, has the the joint amount of wins with Anderson Silva, I think they said. So 14 wins yeah. apiece in the UFC, which that is, shows his That's tenure. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Brad, you know, Brad, he's, 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 he's really flies under the radar, man. Yeah. He's yeah. a super good fighter, man, but he just doesn't get that recognition. Hopefully he starts getting it from now. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, he's fought quite a lot of the, you know, the big names. He's had, like, the Adesanya fight, but that was quite some time ago. So it'd be good to see him, like, you know, get another shot because I think he was coming in ranked at number fifteen, which seems a bit—I don't know—that seems a little bit low in my opinion. So, 
Well, definitely going to jump up at this one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you want any thoughts on uh, Dustin versus Oliveira if that fight was to happen? Oh, Dustin Oliveira. Ooh, that'd be an interesting fight. Because both of them have everything. Yeah. You know, Dustin has a standing, Oliveira has a standing. <clears throat> I almost feel like uh, Oliveira is a, a, a little bit more dangerous in both standing and the ground. But, you know, Dustin, Dustin's a solid fighter, so that's going to be an interesting fight. That, isn't that, that's what's next, right? Potentially. I mean, if, if you were Dustin, and I think I know probably the answer to this, but you could potentially do a fourth fight with McGregor, let's say, if the injury wasn't too bad, and you're going to get, like, a boatload of money for that because, obviously, the way this fight's ended, people, you know, still want some sort of resolution to this fight. Or you could fight for the championship against Oliveira, who arguably, with Khabib now gone, is, you know, um, the, the, the top of that division. So if you were Dustin, which way would you lean towards? Definitely the title. Mm-hmm. Especially if I already beat you know Connor twice, for me it's it's not a, much of a um, challenge anymore. Mm-hmm. Two to one, you know. Of course, you can't. It doesn't mean you're going to win the next match, but still, you've already beat him twice, and Oliveira's uh, the man, you know. Shoot for the top, man. I would definitely go for uh, Oliveira for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. You know, that's different, though. You know, this, this day and age, it's about supporting your family, making money. So, mm-hmm. for me, I was, I didn't worry about money. I was about challenging myself and, and fighting the best guys. So, it depends on what, what type of mode of Poirier's thought process is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, this is, uh, this is concludes our discussion on UFC 264. Um, you know, if you guys have any comments or any uh, ideas um, write them in the comments, and this was this is going to be a intro to more to come. Um, me and James are planning more stuff. I want to talk more about you know my career, my fights. So like and subscribe and follow follow my channel, and we'll get a lot more material out.